0: Welcome back, my friends, to the MailRite Real Estate Agent Podcast Show, episode 139. I'm Thomas J. Nelson, a residential realtor here in San Diego, California. My co-host, Jonathan Denwood, uh, the founder of MailRite, is with us. And today we are with Interiors by Stephen G. Stephen Gerwitz uh, from South Florida is with us on the show today. Stephen, welcome to the show and thank you for
1: joining us today. Well, it's nice to be here today, everybody, and it's a pleasure to be one of your guests.
0: Well, and uh, Jonathan, I want to give you a chance to say hello to everyone and then we'll get into our questions.
2: Oh, Hi there, folks. Like Thomas said, I'm the founder of MailRite. We're a software system that gets you quality leads from Facebook.
0: All right. And uh, again, I'm Thomas J. Nelson, a residential realtor here in San Diego, California, where I'm never too busy to serve you or your referrals. All right. Well, I've been excited about talking to you, Stephen, because uh, first of all, your website just blows me away. Um, Thank you very much. (laughs) It's an amazing website. Uh, For those of you that want to check it out, it's Interiors by Stephen G. And we'll have it up on the show notes. But if you want to take an advanced look, Um, Stephen, I want to take you back to the beginning uh, when you started the company. Did you start out at this caliber or did you work
1: your way up to this caliber design? My story is uh, a bit different, maybe a bit interesting to many of the listeners. Um, I started in my design career um, with another firm where I became a minority partner for 10 years. And as the firm continued to grow at an amazing rate, I basically said to myself, Frank Sinatra said, you know, he's going to do it his way. Yeah. And I decided um, 10 years into my career to give notice and start my own firm. And my own firm was me. Yeah. I basically moved into the den of my home and uh, moved in a desk and a telephone. And I started Interiors by Stephen G. And that is almost 35 years ago.
0: Wow. So what was that like for you going out on your own? Were you were you nervous about doing it or did you have the confidence and the connections to know you were going to make it?
1: Connections is a strange word. I, I would rather call it relationships. Nice. Um, and yes, I think I had some amazing relationships over the first 10 years of my career. Was I nervous? Well, you know, the way you could sort of say it is that I was very nervous, but very, very confident that, that I could do this, do it better, um, and faster, and with less grief, um, and the rest is uh, thirty-five years of history.
0: So, how do you? How did your business get started? What what type of
1: uh, design work were you doing? Um, at that time, ninety-five percent of our of our business was residential high end. Okay, um, but because of relationships that I had had, I also was thrown into the business of designing high-end ACLFs, which were retirement facilities. Oh, okay. So my business took an immediate twist and about 90 days into running this business from my home, I basically leased my first office slash showroom space, which was about um, thirty eight hundred square feet of space
0: Wow now when you you talk about relationships, and I love that you um, you focus on that were the relationships more in your uh, the clientele or was it in the the people that you work with uh, when you do the design work what was your initial uh, company like
1: the the relationships were all driven by my 10 prior years of designing. Um, We all know one thing about most businesses that are service businesses. You can only build a business from referral, right? The rest of it, you know, a little luck. Absolutely. Sure. But happy people, happy clients Hmm. will refer you to the world. Unhappy clients, We'll also try to refer you in a different fashion. Yeah, yeah especially these days yeah. where it's so easy to get
0: trash online. Um, so when you came out on your own to uh, start working on, uh, with your own clientele, did you have a lot of the, the relationships with the, d- the design team or did you have to restart your
1: whole new, uh, a brand new design team? No, I had to start from total scratch. Um, And um, there was no design team. I was the chief cook and bottle washer down to purchasing a little panel truck that um, I would use to do some errands, pick up some fabrics. So it, it was really a seven day, 12, 14 hour a day position at the beginning because I could not afford to hire anybody at that time.
0: Hmm. So, then as as the business grew, your team grew, but uh, I mean, you, you're obviously doing some high-end work here and, and there's a lot of uh, realtors listening to our show that do a lot of luxury real estate and, and, and at some point, they too have to build out a team and how nerve-wracking is that when you're, you know, you, you know you've got the, the watchful eye of a high-end client and you've got a new team. What was the process like finding the right people that you can count on?
1: Um, I believe even in today's world, um, and we are always growing, thank God, and we're always looking for competent people. And, you know, you could see the most beautiful resume in the world, as we all know. Mm -hmm. Um, And I believe that um, put them under fire, test the waters. Mm -hmm. So what we do is when we find a candidate that we feel looks good, smells good, Sounds good. We basically bring them in for a two to three week period where we pay them and actually put them in the firing line and see if they are what they say they are. Yeah. Um, you know, when you're in a busy real estate world, when you're in a busy design world, you're under pressure all the time. That's the name of the business, that's the name of the game. Yeah. We have people that sit down and one of the first questions we ask them is how are you under pressure? And the answer that you get nine out of 10 times is I am amazing under pressure, function better under pressure. Well, they're here for three days and you know, they're either closing a pocketbook and saying, no, this, I can't deal with this because it's, you have to be a different personality, I guess is the right word to understand pressure, how to handle pressure, but how to control pressure. Ah. That's the key word.
0: And speaking of pressure, how do you take the pressure off? Like what is, what is downtime look for you and how do you rest and recover?
1: Whoa. My love is the water. Um, And I am a a boater. Ah. And um, if I take time off, I leave the office with a stack about this high <laughs> and I go to the boat and uh, we take off and I'll sit and do paperwork half the day, relax, listen to music, um, have a couple of drinks, have lunch. The water in the sun is, is definitively my uh, drug of choice is, yeah. a, is a good way to put it. Nice.
0: So, so it is possible in, in the high-pressure, high-end world that you maneuver in to take time off um do you ever get to go on vacation like a true vacation where you don't bring the work with you
1: no sir ah
0: after 35 years (laughs)
1: Wow. well Well, um, you know I, i i think i'm blessed you know there's a there's a god above for sure you know i know a lot of people that are in you know the financial institutions big money guys that you know they retire they um in six or eight months of pulling the hair out of the head or whatever hair they have left. Yeah. Um, I'm still very fortunate that I love to get up every morning and, and face the world of design. Mm. As I say to uh, my staff every day, it was great to share the battlefield today. Mm. Um, But, you know, we continue to grow at an amazing pace. Um, You know, we're housed, today in a hundred thousand square foot facility. Wow! Um, and when we moved in here eight years ago, I figured this would take me to the twilight years. <laughs> and you know, right now we're looking for another 25,000 square feet. So I don't know what the answer is.
0: Wow. Well, speaking of your staff, how do you motivate and lead your staff? Because I mean, you I, I would imagine you work with a lot of creative minds, which could be like herding cats. So how do you get them to work in concert with each other?
1: Well, I run a different business. Um, I do not have design teams. Mm. I have a designer. That designer has one or two assistants that understand the business. Um, I believe in the word accountability. Um, When you have teams of designers and something goes awry and you're sitting in a meeting, well, whose responsibility was it? You know, that's what you get. Right. Um, So, you know, the training here is pretty amazing. Uh, We have an amazing software system. We have this down to a science because we are the controlling factor. We do the AutoCAD. We do the renderings in-house, both by hand and digital. Oh, wow we have our own warehouse we have eight trucks we do our own deliveries our own installations and our own purchasing you know we represent about 2200 lines of product worldwide and growing wow so the key the way i have found it in the world of design is control as it is in any business you know uh, the world of real estate, you know, a lot of the bigger and better brokers have a few assistants, Mm -hmm. but if they left it all to the assistants, would they be the biggest broker in about a month? The answer is probably no. Um, but, um, in that scheme of things, um, I'm blessed to have built an amazing, amazing staff and amazing group of people that are here for more than the weekly paycheck, mm. um, which is very, very difficult to find in any business today. Um, you know, everybody says, you know, the clock watchers. Yeah. No clock watchers here. No. Um, everybody gives 110% and they are compensated for that as well. You know, I don't ask for people to give 110% and they only get 60 So. Um,
0: so- And to be blessed with a staff like this, I mean, is this, is this because you're picking the right people uh, and they just come with these skills or is this, you're, you're picking people you can mold with the training you mentioned?
1: A combination of both. Okay. Some of my key designers today are people that started out as a design assistant years ago. Mm. And a design assistant is a fancy word for a secretary. Yeah. So, they've, they've in, embraced the industry, they've watched, they were sharp enough to listen and learn, and eventually one by one they would approach my team of, of, of executives and say, I want a chance to grow. Okay. And I am the last person in the entire universe that will not allow somebody to spread their wings or attempt to spread their wings. We've been blessed again. We've had some of them who have become superstars in our world. Um, And most have done incredible. There was a few that failed. Some opt to stay in their position. Some opted to leave because they felt that their talent was more than we believed in. But that's the world, you know, um, never, you know, the beauty of the red, white, and blue is this is the greatest country in the world. And if you want it bad enough and you want to work hard enough, there's nothing that you can't achieve. And I am a perfect example of that. Mm, Amen.
2: I think um, that's a perfect segment to go for our break, Thomas. Okay.
0: All right. We'll be right back after this commercial, folks. Jonathan, I'll let you take it away.
2: Yeah, we're going for a break, folks. We'll be back in a few moments and we'll be continuing this fascinating conversation with Stephen G. Be back in a few moments, folks. Do you want quality leads from homeowners and buyers right in your own neighborhood?
0: Then you need MailRight. It is a powerful but easy to use online marketing system that uses Facebook to generate real estate leads at a fraction of the cost you'd pay from our competition. We stand behind our work with a no question asked 30 day money back guarantee. So don't delay. Get started today. Go to mail-write.com. We're coming back, folks.
2: We've had a fantastic a conversation with Stephen. I've got a quick question, Stephen. Um, obviously, because of the um, great business that you've built up, you're dealing with a very high caliber type of client. Um, like Thomas said, you know, a lot of the people that are going to be listen, listening to this interview are in the real estate industry. So, the people that, are, they, have you got any insights about dealing with the type of wealthy high-achieving kind of clientele that you're dealing with that um, our listeners um, might be useful to our listeners?
1: At the end of the day, we all know that people with a large net worth, successful CEOs, CFOs, just, you know, people with lots and lots of money, It's the, the key word is service. Um, and um, we are super service-oriented. Um, my industry is famous for finishing a project for somebody, and then four or six or eight months down the road, the client has an issue, and the client says, I can't reach anybody. You know, I leave messages and leave messages. We believe that standing behind what we do for our clients is as important as the talent that goes into the job. So we have a a saying, never say no. Client has an issue. I don't care if it was a dog, a cat. They had a party. There was a drunk who spilled red wine. Get there, take care of it. If it's a small cost, don't even worry about it. We'll just eat it, as we call it. Yep. And if it's a big cost and it's legitimately the client's error, let them know they're not going to not want to pay. But the fact that we take care of it is an amazing feature. And, you know, I'll tell you an interesting story. Um, we finished a lot of work in a very, very new and prestigious building uh, on, the, on the ocean. And I won't mention the building in South Florida. And the hurricane came, and one of the first things that we did when all cleared is, because we have keys to all the units, I sent one of my site overseers. I said, go visit every one of these units immediately. And I don't even know why I picked that particular project. And needless to say, they all had some extensive water damage. So the clients didn't call us, we were calling them. A matter of fact, I called everybody personally. I said, do not panic. We've got it under control. You know, here's what's happening. We have taken pictures for the insurance company. I will meet with the insurance adjusters because most of them don't even live in South Florida. They're from uh, Montreal, they're from New York, they're from Venezuela. Um, And I got to tell you something, one of them in particular from New York, who we not only finished their home here, but one in the Hamptons called me and said, you're an amazing individual. You went over and above the call of duty, something that is not even your responsibility. And I didn't have to get nervous. My wife didn't have to panic because you took control. He said, I'll never forget that. And it's the little things like that that make us who we are.
2: I think, that, I think that's just an amazing. Sorry, Thomas. I just think that's an amazing insight because I got from that story, Stephen, that you're building real relationships there through um, not words, but through your acts really, aren't
1: you? The problem is I don't have enough time for the dinner invitations because I'm too <laughs> tired
0: that's a so
1: great that, problem. <laughs> you know, relationships is the, the perfect word, but I go even deeper. Um, I have one of my clients that in the last two years, I make it my business to visit them every time they're in Florida. We speak on a weekly basis when they're not here. And I just had dinner with them the other night, but My dinner they call the early bird because I ask everybody to meet me at 5.30 or 6 because I start my day at 4. Oh, wow, yeah. I'm tired.
2: I've got got one more question before I I give it back to Thomas. Um, It's a little bit of a cheeky question. It's a ton in cheek, really. Um, How do you deal with clients that think they've got great taste but their taste is awful?
1: (laughs) That's a good question. (laughs) You have to be upfront. Um, Oh right! Yeah, you 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 can't sit here and placate. Yeah, they're sitting at this table or one of our conference rooms for a reason. And I tell all my staff, um, be as forward as you need to be, but get the client to understand that that decision would be terrible, and that they would be uncomfortable, and the finished product, and tell them why. And if you have to show them, you know, it's a great question because a lot of wealthy people think they have incredible taste. And unfortunately, (laughs) unfortunately, and if all of them or any of them are listening, poo-poo, shame on me. The majority of them have terrible taste.
0: Wow. Well, I mean, and that's what you're you're there to be a trusted advisor. And if you're not going to do that, um, you know, and, and, you know, like you were saying earlier about the unexpected extras that wow them. I, I would imagine your honesty with them up front because they're about to spend uh, several thousands of or tens of thousands of dollars uh, with you. So, I mean, that, that would be an a room. Yeah, to, yeah, yeah. I, I, don't, I don't even think I could afford you to do my powder room. <laughs> I want to ask you a question because, and this, I want you to think about this from when you were first on your own to where you are today, because I'm sure the answer is different to some extent over the years, but how do you defend your price? When price comes up, do, do, do people ever, or did they ever in the early days come at your price?
1: People question price all the time. Seriously. Yeah. Um, first of all, as I'm sure the two of, you know, from this short interview, I have no filter. (laughs) And I tell the clients at interview stage, if they're looking for a designer to yes them to death, I'm the wrong person. Yeah. It's just not who I am. I have other designers that work for me. There's 18 of them here. I could give them the perfect, Male or female to yes them to death if that's what they need, but I can't. Right. So the other expression that I use often is profit is not a dirty word. <laughs> yeah. You know everybody's entitled to make a living. Right. Um, we if we abuse people financially after being thirty five years in this town, we wouldn't continue to grow. Right. My bigger issue is what I'm going to say smaller designers, smaller firms say, well, I could be more competitive than Stephen G because I don't have his overhead. Right. And I look at my clients and say, what overhead? I own the buildings. <laughs> I don't even pay rent. Nice. So at the end of the day, our struggles are different struggles. You know, as in the real estate world, there's always a broker that'll say to the client, listen, I'll uh, take a cut in my commission. Right. Instead of X percent, I'll take X percent because I want you to buy this and I want to do the deal for you. There's always somebody that will do what they think they need to to make a sale. Our commission um, has been the same for 35 years. I haven't raised it. I haven't lowered it. And we get people that say, you know, we interviewed somebody else and they were 10% less. And my answer is, I'm always here. My door is always opened and I wish you the best of luck. You know, I won't sell myself cheaper or my staff because I think we're worth our weight in gold based on who we are, what we are, but most important, how we stand behind the client, you know, there's a warranty I don't know, call it a vision. You know, they say, well, we give you one year on all the furniture and 30, 60, or 90 days on all the labor. I give every client that walks in this door, no matter how big or small, no matter, we don't judge them by the dollar. I give them a two-year unconditional bumper or bumper. Wow. I am that confident in what we sell, yeah. and I'm not, I am that confident in my labor force to know that I could say that and put my chest out and say it in a proud way, not to boast. And and it goes a long way, you know, no different in 08, when the market collapsed, it collapsed everywhere. South Florida did not go victimless. Right. Um, And I said to my marketing director, because we have an in-house marketing director, her name is Lisa. And we, I said to her, I want to add in all of our marketing, our website, that we are a debt-free firm. Wow. Everybody looked at me like I lost my bird, to be honest. And they said, why? I said, because with the condition of the economy right now, I said, any smart husband is going to want to know that that firm that he might be hiring is going to be here six months or a year from now. Right. Now, that and was brilliant. Believe me, it was nothing but a winner. Yeah. And it helped us greatly.
0: I mean, not only because you're saying to them, hey, we'll be here through the uh, the end of the design and beyond, uh, because you've already shown people how you don't vanish after the checks cashed, but on top of that, to say we don't need to cut corners or gouge you because we're we're doing business as usual, no, even though you know the, 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 everything's crumbling down around us. But God, that that is a brilliant
1: uh, marketing plan. You, you know, at that time, two thousand and seven was our biggest year in volume that we ever had. Wow. Um, when January sort of bubbled up in in '08, our phones got quiet. Mm. The door got quiet. I got nervous. Yeah, and I said, "Oh boy!" But at the end of the scenario, by the time we finished 08, we were two hundred and sixty thousand dollars off the volume of the biggest year in the history of the company. Wow. So, we considered it a, a monster victory being what was going on. But we're also, we were fortunate. South Florida really bounced back very rapidly at that time. By the summer, not only did it bounce back, but the real estate prices soared. Really? They, they went, you would have thought you were buying real estate in Manhattan.
0: So when did you bounce back? When did you feel like the coast was clear?
1: Um, I'm going to say end of March, beginning of April of 08. Wow. That quick. Yeah. The phones were back to normal. Um, the traffic was back to normal. You know, we're a very forgiving country, (laughs) you know, and, and, you know, although we remember terrible things and bad times, we have a different, I guess, mindset and we bounce back fast. Because there's no reason to sit and walla over something you can't control or change. Right. So, so you have to move forward. You, you have to continue to think out of the box, which we did. We became a lot more aggressive as a company when everybody was pulling back on marketing and advertising and magazines, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Which, by the way, even though the Internet is the future, we all know that we still do tremendous print marketing oh. because print marketing for a design firm is their work. It's right. like, you know, it's, it's a photo, it's beauty. And believe me, you know, for us, it still works and still works strong. Um, you know, we're still, um, if I'm not mistaken, almost every issue of architectural digest. Um, and we do many others. And uh, when people come in, you know, we have a big presence today in this town with developers and model apartments and model homes. And, um, and I say to them, how did you find out about us? You know, most of the time they laugh and say, you're everywhere, (laughs) But, but the percentage still comes up, you know, I've seen you work for years in architectural digest. So we still believe in print ad here.
0: I want to take yeah, uh, one last question in, Jonathan, uh, real quick. Um, I know we're running out of time. But 35 years in running your own company and 10 years prior to that, how do you stay fresh? How do you stay current? Like, what, what do you do to stay ahead of the trend?
1: Okay. That is the best question of the day so far <laughs> because that's, that's my life. Um, you know, the worst thing that any designer or design firm could do is for your work to become stagnant. Right. Okay. We just came off the press with a 92 page new corporate brochure. Wow. That anybody that has seen it in the last few days, their mouths hit the floor. (laughs) Um, I was with one of my clients at eight o'clock this morning. We're doing a 25,000 square foot law firm. Wow. Wow. Um, for one of the most prominent law firms in in Miami. And he said to me, we walked through, he said, is your heart beating like mine is? Uh And I said, Robert, it is. He said, I spent a lot of money. He said, but look, look. He said, look, it's unbelievable. So getting back to your question, you need to, as a designer, continuously think. Um, I I get probably 100 magazines a month, all from European publications that I subscribe to. Wow. You know, Europe, Italy, especially, is the forerunner in the world of furniture. Okay. Their designs, like their clothing, like their shoes, (laughs) really is untouchable. And the rest of the world follows suit. By making a look-alike, if you want to call it that? Sure. yes, different prices, but at the end of the day, their vision and their mind is years down the road. They're thinking when you see even prototypes, it's almost like the automobile industry. you know, you go to a car show and you see these amazing prototypes, and you say, "I'd like to order one," they say, "But you can't, because we're not going into production." Right you know, Europe goes into production. So seeing new, fresh all the time keeps your mind uh, sort of just, you know. keeps the wheels turning. Yeah. No question. Awesome. Well,
0: Stephen, I know uh, I could ask you about a hundred more questions. You've been excellent. Thank you for your generosity. Uh, Jonathan, I'll let you uh, take us out.
2: Yeah, we're going to let Stephen go, but hopefully you'll agree to come back at some stage Stephen because like Thomas I think we've just scratched um, having a fantastic interview with you and thank you so much for coming on
1: I could only tell you it's my pleasure and thanks for having me and I am at your disposal because I enjoy this Um, you know I do many of these podcasts all over the country Um, but if I could help anybody or if anybody wants to run something by me my cell number is nine five four five nine two three 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 two. I it's on my business card. It's been on my business card for thirty five years. I I don't believe in you know uh, not being accessible or attainable, not only to my clients but to anybody that would like to say hi. I enjoy it, and gentlemen, thank you so much for this opportunity.
2: That's great. We've are gonna. Um, we got some announcements. We're going to let Stephen go now, yeah. but we've also got some announcements for the listeners. So stay with us. And thank you so much, Stephen.
1: Yep. Have a wonderful week, whatever's left. All right, Stephen, you All too. Right. Thank you very much. Thank you, guys. All right. Bye-bye. Bye.
0: All right, folks. Uh, that was uh, in Stephen G. Uh, of Interiors by Stephen G. Incorporated out of South Florida. And uh, what a fantastic interview, huh, Jonathan?
2: It was. uh, He's a really interesting guy, isn't he? Yeah, most definitely. And
0: not your cliche interior designer either. Not at all. I'd be afraid Uh, not to have my check clear with him. (laughs) 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 Um, Well, I'll tell you what. I want to. I know we got to wrap this up, but um, folks, we're going to announce um, a, a bit of a change in the show. Um, Jonathan and I are going to part company on this show. Um, this is going to be my last broadcast
2: with. Not them. on bad terms, though. I don't think. No, no, <laughs> no. He's not throwing me off the show,
0: folks. Where Jonathan's going to, uh, and I'll let him uh, discuss that with you. But um, he's taken the show in a different direction, and and encouraged me, and and it actually been very instrumental in helping me get my uh, own podcast going. And um, so that'll be coming out in, in a, uh, hopefully just a couple, three weeks. To, I got to go through all the process. Um, it's going to be called Postcards from Success San Diego. And uh, you'll find it on iTunes. And there's already a Facebook page up. So if you want to um, come sign on there and um, let me know that you're there, I'll, uh, I'll keep you posted on when the show goes live. And uh, Jonathan, right. I just, I just want to thank
2: Oh, yeah, sorry, I was going to do the same. I, I just, um, I think, I've encouraged Thomas to do his own podcast. I thought it was time that he did his own thing. He came on board um, just at the right moment, and he's been generous with his time. And you're just a fantastic podcaster, really, Thomas. Well, you're I appreciate it. Natural thank you natural at it, actually. Um, um, I think you've made the show a lot more professional. Um, the main reason, we I'm going to take the show in a much more technical about lead generation and about technology, and I'm going to have um, some co-guests join me, and we're going to have a feast about hardcore lead generation using technology um, in the coming weeks. Um, it's a bit of a different direction, really, isn't it, Thomas? Yep, and would probably leave me pretty quiet since I don't, really <laughs> 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 I don't think so. you I think you would be okay with it initially, but I think it would get a little bit teasy, <laughs> uh, to say the least. Yeah, too um, be but, asking um, two,
0: two rudimentary of questions, probably.
2: <laughs> um, but I think with your new podcast, and by the sound of the title and the focus, it's going to be a great um, thing and boost your own... Um, imprint on your city really, wasn't
0: it? Yeah, we're going to, um, I'm going to have a, a, a focus on some localism here in San Diego. Um, it w- we'll still have guests and it'll have a broad reach as far as the content, but um, there'll just be a little bit of San Diego flavor added to it each episode, um, but still going to keep it in the direction, basically in the same vein as the, of this show in talking about all things entrepreneur and uh, of course, real estate. Um, and then you'll learn a little bit about San Diego. And I think what that also will help you with is hopefully I can set a good example for what you should be doing in your market to create localism for your business, because that's really what attracts a lot of people to you online uh, when you're lead generating. So um, folks, I've been with Jonathan for a year and a half here. I remember it was episode 57 uh, that I was a guest on and then Jonathan just couldn't live without me. So by episode 66, I was a Co-host, I learned a ton, not only from you, Jonathan, but from all our wonderful guests. Well, uh,
2: if you haven't learned a lot from the guests, there's I'm something wrong in it because we've had some oh. interest, we've had some interesting people on the we show. And
0: it's everything. been a master's degree, so I, I really appreciate that you gave me the opportunity. I, I appreciate that you're supporting uh, my new venture, and I wish you all the best. And as we say in the business, break a leg. Um, <laughs> and thank you for a year and a half of just having the time of my life every Tuesday.
2: Well, you've had to put up with me as well, so you're a bit of a saint. But uh, um, I I know I could be a handful sometimes, but there we go. Um, Well, we're a good
0: pair. You were a handful and I was a diva.
2: (laughs) (laughs) But um, I think we produce some quality stuff together. Um, It's just that um, I I felt it was time for you to do your own thing. Um, I, I wanted you to do your own thing. It would be a shame that you didn't continue with podcasting. But, on the other hand uh, um, the show is about melwright and it's about lead generation and um uh, um I've just finished it's gone on for about seven months this yeah but we just hard. finished we just finished everything to do with this update of Melwright, and we've got a bit more testing to do, but it's all live now and running. And um, I think we produced a really fantastic product and it's an amazing level of updates. Um, It's just taken a lot more effort and it's um, a lot more time than I thought it was going to take, but it is now finished. And we'll be talking about that and also hardcore lead generation topics aimed at real estate professionals
0: well i wish you all the best with that jonathan and um you know obviously we'll stay in touch especially in the yeah. podcast world
2: well you got my total support you know, i've shown that you. to you already haven't i and yeah. if you need any more ongoing support i will be there for you thomas and likewise thank you sir all right folks
0: well i tell you what I, i've really appreciated uh having the opportunity to interview so many fantastic guests along with jonathan uh, over the last year and a half i appreciate and so does Jonathan your support with this show Uh, I ask you to continue supporting this show because Jonathan's going to take it in a new direction which sounds exciting and you can come join me over at Postcards from Success San Diego uh, when it launches Um, check out my Facebook page Postcards from Success uh, and there'll be a website up soon as well same thing Postcards from Success thank you very much guys we'll see you on the uh, on the airwaves bye Bye.